It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. We had a high time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. If you follow at Casually Baked on social, then you know one of my besties was recently in town for a visit. She and I have been getting casually baked together for years, but this was the first time she's visited me since the adult use cannabis laws were passed here in California. Leslie happened to be visiting while I was scheduled to teach another terpenes class for my friends at Papa and Barkley. So she tagged along for a little cannabis education and an authentic dispensary shopping experience at Harvest on Geary in San Francisco. The Harvest dispensaries are some of the more upscale cannabis shopping experiences you can get in the city. The store layout is much like a boutique where customers can handle the curated infused products themselves and chat with bud tenders roaming the store rather than pointing at something behind glass and having a bud tender behind a counter manage the experience like at a jewelry store. Of course, since legalization in January, I noticed some things about the shopping experience have changed. And after hosting a friend from another state, it got me to thinking about all of you who have summer vacations on the horizon. If you plan to visit an adult-use legal state anytime soon, this podcast is for you. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one toe. Let's go over some of the basic information you should know when it comes to cannabis and travel. But before I begin, here's my big fat neon flashing lights disclaimer. As your cannabis lifestyle guide, I am sharing information and anecdotal stories with you. I am not suggesting or condoning any sort of behavior. 
I am merely using this platform to inspire you to do your own follow-up homework so as to feel empowered to confidently make the best decisions for yourself. All right, let's get to it. The laws will be different everywhere, and as usual, I'll include links in the show notes at casuallybake.com where you can find your state or the state you're traveling to for a look at their cannabis laws. For the sake of today's conversation, I'm sharing with you the current sitch in California, where on January 1st of this year, adult-use cannabis became legal. If you're California dreaming this summer, here are the big things to know to get the most out of your cannabis-infused holiday. The Adult Use of Marijuana Act allows the use of cannabis for any adults older than 21 with a valid state ID or driver's license. Don't show up with an expired license or temporary identification. You won't get in, period. Also, bring cash. Many dispensaries now offer ATM services at checkout so you can pay with your debit card, but the transaction is rounded up to the nearest $5 and you'll receive change for the difference. You'll also be charged a nominal ATM transaction fee, just like if you were in a convenience store, unless you spend above a certain monetary threshold of $50 or $100, depending on the establishment. All right. Now that you know what you need to bring with you, where in the hell do you find out exactly where to go? Where do these magical plant stores hide? (laughs) When it comes to finding dispensaries in your area, I'm a fan of Leafly.com. That's L-E-A-F-L-Y dot com. Some of my friends prefer Weed Maps. Both offer a wealth of information. It just depends on whose interface you prefer. And I'll mention that I don't always see the same dispensaries listed on each site. So if you really want to get in the weeds, cross-reference where you'll be and what's available on both sites. Be sure to review the dispensary's menu of brands and products, and you can do that through both Leafly and Weed Maps. So the trick is to have an idea of what you want before you arrive. I distinctly remember being a little girl standing in line at a Luby's cafeteria with my bunny. As we got our trays to begin moving through the line, she told my sister and me to not let our eyes get bigger than our stomachs. I learned what that really meant as I stared at a tray of food I was unable to finish eating 30 minutes later. The moral of that micro story is, you're going to feel like a big kid in a cannabis store, And you're going to want to try everything. But holidays are finite, and so is the amount of cannabis you can consume while still keeping your wits about you and enjoying your trip. Remember, this is summer vacation, not spring break 1997. (laughs) Oh, so consider who you're with and what activities you've got planned. It is legal to consume in private spaces or in smoking lounges or special cannabis events. It is federally illegal to consume on public lands. So if you're out on a scenic hike, you don't want to get caught smoking a joint and contributing to the potential risk for wildfires. Decide wisely if flour, edibles, or concentrates is your jam. 
I also think you don't want to purchase a lot of paraphernalia that you can't take home with you. So consider purchasing a couple of pre-rolls, maybe one strain for day and one for night. Each joint contains between a half and a full gram of weed, which is sufficient for about two to four people on average. Ask your bud tender for recommendations, but be mindful of the THC concentration of the flower options they might recommend to you. 10 to 17% THC will give you a nice high. Over 20% THC will hit you hard after one or two hits, especially if you don't smoke often or are not accustomed to our California bud. And you can go ahead and multiply that effect if you're also drinking alcohol. California is wine, weed, and craft beer country. If you mix two or all three of those together, you'll likely spend time cross-faded, hugging a toilet, wishing the bathroom would stop spinning. Trust me, I see it happen with my very own eyes all of the time. You have nothing to prove, so don't try to be Captain Cannabis. If you're a novice or infrequent cannabis consumer, I suggest choosing a day to imbibe on cannabis and an alternate day to experience the wine and craft beer scene. If you're curious to experiment with the wellness aspect of cannabis while you're on holiday, consider the low-dose sublingual and tincture options. And if your body is feeling all stiff from sleeping weird against the window on the flight, pick up a topical to soothe your neck back, shoulders, whatever aches, massage in some muscle rub. Heads up that if you are really, really sensitive to THC, you might experience a very mild high from applying topical cannabis. Relax and enjoy it. And remember that edibles are the wild card of cannabis. Because the THC is metabolized in both your stomach and liver, you'll have two waves of high coming at you. One about 45 minutes to two hours in, and the next more intense wave will roll over you a few hours after that. And also keep in mind that some people are super sensitive to edibles. You might be feeling great, but if your buddy is miserable, then what's the point? So start low, go slow, And remember, you can always take more, but you can't take less. Whatever you decide to choose, remember that the effects of each consumption method and the duration of the high you'll experience will vary. So plan your outings, meals, and activities accordingly. All right, now let's circle back. Now that your sights are set on the best dispensary location and you have an idea of what you're looking to purchase, off you go. When you arrive, you'll most likely find a security guard standing outside checking IDs, just like the old days at your favorite bar or nightclub. Once you get the okay, you'll then be directed inside to a front desk where your information will be processed and you'll learn the rules of that dispensary and some general rules about the state of California and cannabis consumption. When I was shopping with Leslie at Harvest, even though I wasn't purchasing anything for myself, I was still required to carry around a little hand basket, just like she was. It was the first time I was asked to do that, so I believe that's a dispensary-specific rule to perhaps help them control shrinkage and keep an eye on the customers. 
However, here's an example of a statewide rule being enforced. Before the adult use laws took effect on January 1, while shopping, I was able to pick up flower jars, even open them and give the Terps a sniff. I learned that is no longer legal. Now, jars and flowers can no longer be pre-examined, and a bud tender must hand you the flower that you intend to purchase. I didn't look up the specific language, but I was told there's something written in the law stating the medicine must be dispensed from a professional at the dispensary. So, even though you have that boutique experience of picking up and romancing all of the other products in the store, when it comes to the actual flower, keep your paws off. That experience reminded me of my first time buying produce when I moved to Bologna. I had a traumatic first experience. I'll share a link in the show notes to a travel blog I wrote about it if you're curious. At the time, I didn't know that in Italian culture, you never touch the produce with your hands. In grocery markets, you have to put on a glove, and at a farmer's market, the farmer chooses for you. Anyway, back in California at the dispensary, I was gently scolded for picking up the cannabis flowers. So, maybe walk around with your hands in your pockets if you're like me and love to smell the terpenes. All right, so what else do you need to know about your dispensary shopping experience? Um, Okay, for sure, leave your phone in your pocket or purse. You can't take pictures, so don't even tempt yourself. And ask questions. The bud tenders are there to help you find what you're looking for. If you did your homework in advance, you can ask really targeted questions and dial in your experience. Also, be prepared for sticker shock. The new cannabis taxes are no joke, which is another reason why you should purchase mindfully. Although I'm willing to bet when you walk out the door, you'll likely have paid in our legal cannabis market what you pay on the black market back home in your own state. Except our bud is all tested and safe. Don't forget, you can always buy more later if you run out. There's no pot shortage here at the moment. It's legal for you to buy, carry, and share up to one ounce or 28 grams of cannabis flour and up to eight ounces or 226 grams of concentrates a day. If you end your trip with leftovers, know that you can't sell the cannabis to anyone unless you're licensed by the state. You can, however, do a good deed and give it away. When you're done shopping and ready to check out, the bud tender will place your products in a child-resistant exit bag. This is a glorified, opaque Ziploc baggie, but I myself struggle getting into it, so they're doing a good job. Be sure to pay attention when the bud tender shows you how to open it. Otherwise, you'll get frustrated and you may just cut into the damn thing. Try not to do that. The first one is normally included in your first visit, but you'll have to purchase another exit bag on subsequent visits if you forget to bring it back. Cannabis products can't leave the dispensary without being secured in this bag. And if you're ready to get your cannabis-infused party started as soon as you leave the dispensary, ask if they have an on-premise smoking lounge or if they can point you to the nearest one. Now for the public service portion of this podcast. If you're driving or have a rental vehicle, know that if you get pulled over... 
technically the cannabis products should be in the trunk of your car. Driving under the influence does include cannabis, so do not drive or operate a motor vehicle while impaired. If you're pulled over and suspected of being impaired, an officer may perform a typical field sobriety test, the same one used to test for alcohol impairment. Many experienced cannabis consumers exercise, compete, practice yoga, have creative breakthroughs, and do complex thinking while technically intoxicated on cannabis. I say all that because I'm pretty sure somebody who is a typical cannabis consumer would pass that field sobriety test with flying colors. Probably doing fourth grade level math might be a better test. (laughs) That would probably stump me. I get really bad with numbers when I'm high. (laughs) Now for the bummer part of this conversation. If you purchased flour or pre-rolls, be sure to find a worthy soul to donate the leftovers to when it's time to pack up and head to the airport. In California, state law allows traveling with cannabis, but federal law says it's illegal. Drug dogs aren't trained to smell cannabis in general in all of its forms. They are specifically trained to smell the terpenes in cannabis flour. If you tuned into Podcast 38, then you know those are the essential oils of the plants. Trained drug dogs are sniff-happy for the terpene myrcene, which is the most prevalent terpene in the cannabis flower. Your takeaway? Flower is fragrant and easy to sniff out. It's not worth the risk, so don't pack that tasty shit in your suitcase. As for carry-on bags, the Transportation Security Administration says its officers remain focused on security and detecting weapons, explosives, and other threats to aviation and passengers, not on sniffing out drugs. But if a TSA officer does find cannabis or another illegal substance during the security screening of carry-on or checked baggage, the policy is to call in local airport law enforcement. I have read that statement numerous places online, as well as heard it from a TSA agent's mouth with my very own ears. As a federal agency, TSA's response to the discovery of cannabis is the same in every state and at every airport. But at most commercial airports in California, as in other states where possession of small amounts of recreational marijuana is now legal, once airport law enforcement steps in, nothing much usually happens. I had an ex whose bag was inspected for a liquids issue, and they found cannabis flower. And this was before adult use legalization. This was back when it was just medical. He was pulled aside. The local authorities came over, reviewed his medical card and identification, threw the cannabis in the trash, and he was sent on to his gate. He didn't miss the flight. This is all anecdotal. I'm sharing travel information with you. And this is the part where I need you to check your gut. If you're uptight to start with, or you get weird and nervous and have a tendency to make yourself sick with anxiety, then please follow all of the rules. Follow the rules. I personally have a rebel streak and I have chronic pain and I need my fucking muscle rub. So I'm taking it. I also get anxiety and my daily tablinguals help tremendously and they travel with the rest of my vitamin routine. Low-dose breath mints and my Altoid tin, chocolate-covered blueberries and my homemade trail mix. I'm not hurting anybody, and they sure make my travel experience more enjoyable. 
I don't like taking pharmaceutical drugs or popping ibuprofen like it's candy. So this is something I'm comfortable doing. But that's me. And you are not me. So like I said, gut check. You do you and you own it. It's high time. We had a high time together. Joanna, back home in Austin, Texas. I think we're nearing 100 today. I sure do miss that California weather. So, just want to say thank you so much for um, my cannabis experience over the weekend. Of course, I love that it's legally, um, or legal recreationally, I guess I should say, because, you know, I've always been such a rule follower. <laughs> um, but I really loved going to Harvest and Gary, and I loved that they had the, the room in the back, the lounge, where we could use products, whether they were THC or CBD or um, drink them, eat them, smoke them. If you got them, I loved that. I love what a nice environment that was. And I love being with like-minded folks that really wanted to use cannabis for help. My favorite part, though, I think, was watching you do your thing and teaching us all about it. I guess my biggest takeaway of what was most fun for me is I feel like so often when we get high, it's like, you know, that whole, like, dude, what was I saying? And what? And giggling, which I love. But I love to elevate the conversation. I love knowing that there's terpenes I can use or products I can use to prevent things or to help me if I already have certain things going on. That was super cool. Molecules and science wasn't something that was ever part of my cannabis experience in the past. So that was super cool. You're a badass. Love you lots. Thank you for having me. Can't wait to get back. You got your face fixed up nice with all those little, little colored lights. I loved getting that fun message from my friend Leslie. And I would love to get messages from you too. If you have a question or feedback or something that you want to tell me, record a voice memo and email it to me at ask at casuallybaked.com. Maybe you have your own story or cautionary tale that you want to share with the tribe. Bring it on. Send it to me. If you don't like the sound of your voice, you can always email me at ask at casuallybaked.com. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, do it or don't, but do. (laughs) Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, produced, and edited by the team of Just Joe. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for exploring the contemporary cannabis culture with me. Be sure to subscribe and help other like-minded folks find our Casually Baked tribe. And if you learned something, be sure to share this episode with a friend. You know what I like to say, puff, puff, pass it on. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, 
a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.